0: Good morning. I'd like to request that you remember David Burgess in your prayers as he's traveling and uh, pray for him to have a safe return home soon. Uh, My task this morning is to read uh, Acts chapter 2 verses 36 through 40 where Peter the Apostle concludes his sermon on the day of Pentecost. He says, "Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ." Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the hearts, and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" Then Peter said to them, "Repent, and every one of you." Uh, Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Good
1: morning, church. It is so good to see each and every one of you, especially if you're visiting. We would like to ask that you will stick around a few moments after our services so that we might get to know you better. Also, I hope that, again, you've picked up a bulletin. I want to bring your attention to one thing, especially for our men. Last uh, time we had a great men's breakfast, a great crowd, a great fellowship, great food. And so I appreciate Greg and his leadership on that and planning those things. But we have another uh, event uh, planned for October the twenty. That's a men's day trip to Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue over in Decatur, Alabama. Uh, That's great barbecue. They have a lot of of different fixings, so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. If you plan to go or would like to go, there's a sign-up list uh, out in the foyer. Please go by and sign that list. It will be greatly appreciated as we can plan for uh, enough seats uh, to travel on the bus. So please be mindful of that. Again, on our prayer list, there are a number of people to... be mindful of. As mentioned, uh, Wendy Jean should be uh, in surgery. Uh, Hopefully they have a baby by now, and so we want to remember them uh, as well. I got an update from Linda Neal the other day. Uh, Linda's had to go back to Nashville a third time. Uh, And now she's going to have to be uh, on strong IV antibiotics for six weeks. And so that's thrown a kink in their plans. And so we want to remember uh, Linda and Russell uh, in in that uh, endeavor as well. Uh, Of course, Frank Shepard is recovering. Would love to be here. I spoke with him the other day, he and Glenda. uh, But uh, he's doing well and recovering. So we want to remember them as well. Let's uh, pause before we begin uh, in our study this morning and have a word of prayer on these behalf. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank You. We thank You for allowing us to come in Your presence this morning to offer up our worship to You, Almighty God. Father, we have several on our hearts and minds that we would like to offer up to You. We pray for Wendy Jean. We pray that as... It's planned for her to be in surgery. Right now, we we pray that everything will go well with her C-section. Father, that things will go well with their new baby daughter. And Father, that You will bless Ben and Wendy. And Father, we pray for their new baby. We pray that everything will go well. And Father, as she will likely be in the NICU for several uh, days and weeks, we pray that uh, You will help her body to grow. And Father, we just pray Your many blessings on them. Father, we especially are mindful of our sister Linda Neal. Father, as now she's had to go back to Nashville again. Father, she will be on these strong IV antibiotics for the next six weeks, Father, several times a day. Father, we pray that You will be with her. Help these antibiotics to help her body healing. And Father, we pray that... The next few weeks will, and her healing will go quickly. We pray for Russell, Father, as he continues his treatments as well. And as uh, they have to be separated to some degree, we just pray, Father, that, that you will bless them and, and, and help everything to go well in both of their treatments. Father, we're also mindful of frank shepherd and father we are thankful that his surgery has gone well and that his recovery is going well we pray that you'll continue to be with him and help him to recover continue to be with our david white father and bless him and comfort him give him peace and bless his family as well father many others on our list that are dealing with various health issues awaiting tests and going through various things we pray father that you will bless them as well father again we thank you for the opportunity to be here today we thank you for this great day For it's your day, and we give you our praise and our worship. Father, forgive us of all of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Acts and the second chapter. Before we get into that, I want us to go over something that the elders and ministers have worked on, met about, prayed about for for several weeks, months, and trying to come up with some things to do on Sunday nights for the purpose of promoting praise, worship to God, teaching, learning, and fellowship with our church family. So we've come up with some things, not just totally drastically different from what we normally do, but we want to mention some of these things to you as it also includes our small groups for the year. So you'll notice our monthly plan The monthly plan will run from, it will begin in November, November the 6th, and run through May 21st, 2017. And we wanted to give you, give uh, mention this to you a month ahead of time before implementing this, to give you, uh, to give you the opportunity to give feedback to our elders. Uh, they have um, uh, spent time and guidance of us, uh, going over this and praying about this and trying to come up with a plan that would try to help meet the needs of all of our people. So uh, I want you to. Uh, in- in- encourage them and, and and pray for them. But also if you have uh, thoughts or concerns or anything like that, please uh, share that uh, with our elders. So on our first Sunday of each month, we'll have a, a regular service as we normally do. And on the second Sunday, we'll have connection groups. That's our small groups. And we'll go over those details in just a second. And then on the third Sunday will be a regular service. This will also allow us to have youth led services. Our young men do a great job and we want to present more opportunities for them as well. And then on the fourth Sunday, we will have uh, singing time like we have in the past. We will have family worship services. This would include our trips to like Horse Creek or sometimes we've done Pickwick. Uh, In the summer we did some uh, worship times out here at Love and Learn and that would include that. And there may be some times in the winter where we will have a similar setup but we'll be back in the ministry building in our lawn chairs and that kind of stuff uh, when it's cold outside. So we want to uh, do some different things like that on the fourth Sunday. And then it's not here on the screen, but on our fifth Sunday nights, uh, we'll, we're going to have special speakers come in and talk about special themes. So we want these to be a special time for our family and for you to be able to invite your friends. And so we want to uh, you to be thinking about that. And Those fifth Sundays won't, will not start until uh, January of next Year, as far as bringing in the guest speakers, so we want you to be aware of that. Now, on our small groups, the purpose of our small groups is to connect with members in a smaller group for the purpose of fellowship, prayer, Bible study, and discussion. This small group interaction will allow our members to grow, uh, allow all of us to grow in our own spiritual walk with God by being built up and challenged through the encouragement of other members of the group, through prayer. Spending time in prayer on behalf of one another and others in each other's lives. And also an opportunity to discuss biblical topics that um, might apply to our world today. The main scripture that we used in, in coming up with this purpose for these connection groups comes from the text that we'll talk a little bit more about in just a moment. Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 46. And I just want to read that to you and then we'll discuss some things about that later. We'll actually begin in verse 41. Then those who gladly received His Word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common." Fellowship, connection, spending time together, being together, having all things in common. Also, the early church there spent time in prayer. We want to do that as well. Also, they spent time in study and following the apostles' doctrine. These groups will be made up of uh, or have leaders from made up of men of the congregation, elders, ministers, deacons, and each group would have a co uh, two co-leaders. So we'll have a leader and two co-leaders, and that's so that if someone has to be out or someone can't be there, then uh, that can be covered. Now we're going to begin with eight groups. If we need more, then we'll add more. We'll begin with eight groups, um, trying to keep those groups around 20 or less. So it will create a smaller, intimate time of sharing, connection, connection, and prayer. And we to, these, there will be sign-up sheets in, in the coming weeks that will be placed in the foyer for you to sign up for uh, these groups. I want to mention to you also uh, uh, about the, the curriculum are the things that we will study. We also want to encourage you. We wanted to make these groups flexible. We wanted to give you the opportunity to meet here at the building, and so uh, we we have kind of a schedule that that we would run through on that day. So if you have to meet here at the building, there's a schedule. But if you want to meet in homes, there's that opportunity as well. Our goal is connection. We want these groups to meet, to connect one another with one another, to build each other up, to encourage each other, so that as we'll see in just a moment as we look back at Acts chapter 2 that the church will be unified and the church will be edified and built up together. The curriculum or the study that we want to look at um, is called One Word. And this is a study developed by the One Word team of Chad Landman, Landman, Dale Jenkins, Philip Jenkins, Andrew Phillips, and David Shannon. These men set out uh, months and months ago to come up with particular words from Scripture to study. They enlisted the help of preachers and scholars of the Bible to research 53 words, and they added Scripture references, backgrounds and meaning to the Word, and illustrations and possible songs to go along with that. And so here are the seven words we want to look at in our small groups. That is the words of forgiveness. What does that mean? How can we be more forgiving? The word righteousness. How can we continue to be right with God and seek to be right with God and with those around us? Holiness. To continue to be people that are holy because we're people of God. The idea of fellowship. What does that mean? What does that consist of? The idea of covenant. What does covenant mean? What is the covenant we live under? The idea of redemption. God redeeming mankind back to Him. And then the idea of sovereignty. We serve a sovereign God. And so these are the words that we'll look at for that time. But as I mentioned, this group came up with 53 words. And so beginning in November through next year, we'll be looking at those words also on the other Sunday nights that we have lessons. And so we'll take from that study. Hopefully, there's also a companion book along with the leader book, that deals with those words, that there are five devotionals for every word that we'll look at and we hope to make those available to you as well that you can take during the week and you can go over those five devotionals dealing with that one word that we will look at on those Sunday nights including these seven with our small groups. Something uh, additional that we're hoping, uh, that we're wanting to do uh, is provide on these Sunday nights is a children's Bible hour. We've had that in the past, I understand. And uh, uh, Dustin and I have met with several ladies and to get this coordinated. And so we're going to have two groups that will meet on Sunday nights. We'll have the three-year-olds through the first grade. And we have enlisted coordinators Heather Robertson and Sarah Buckley. And they're excited and going to do a great job. And also the second group... Will will be second grade through fifth grade and those group coordinators are Jana Ray Talley and Meredith Harden. and I was impressed with these four women and the ideas that they were already throwing around and planning and I know they're going to do an excellent job coordinating all of those who will be teaching and working with those young people during that time and I want to briefly just show you a a brief schedule here of what uh, this group came up with for um, children's Bible hours. Start at 5.45 here in the auditorium with pew packers. And Dustin will lead that and others will help as well. And at 6 p.m. then all the young people will go over to the youth suite. And for about 5 or 10 minutes they'll have a time of prayer requests, Bible, Bible trivia, and singing. And then for the next 15 minutes, they'll have an opportunity for Bible study. And then for 15 minutes after that, they'll have crafts, games, snacks. May not all be the same week. Some of those may uh, happen uh, other weeks. And then from 640 to 650, there will be a period of singing. Now, if if you have children and and your small group meets here uh, at the building uh, on that particular Sunday night, then uh, that may go a little longer to allow you uh, fellowship Time and prayer time and discussion time in your small groups. So uh, that's in brief, and I know uh, uh, it's it's been several minutes here, but that's in brief. Kind of the Sunday night plan beginning in November, and we'll try this out uh, through the month of May and see how that goes. And uh, we may make some changes. This is very flexible and fluid, but uh, we wanted to do something that would create uh, this opportunity for teaching, learning, fellowship uh, with our church family and connection. Also, there's a copy of these handouts on each of the tables out in the foyer. So, on your way out today, if you will pick one of those up, if for by some chance they run out, then we'll make more copies for you. Please be praying about this. Uh, please uh, be encouraging those that will be involved in leadership roles. Uh, support them by attending and helping them out, uh, especially with our small groups. So this is a great way for us to connect with one another, to encourage one another, to build one another up. And that's what we want to do. And as we look at Acts chapter 2 in our remaining minutes, I want us to just briefly, and we're going to touch uh, the highlights here in the beginning of the church. A great time in our history. A great time in the history of the world. Several months ago, we looked at the beginning of time when God spoke creation into existence. And briefly this morning, we want to look at another beginning, the beginning of the New Testament church. Notice several things about this church. We see here early on that this church, they were joined together in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 41. Then those who gladly received His Word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Added to them the church. Looking up the Greek word for church, maybe you've heard this word, I'm sure you have. The church, ekklesia, means the called out. The saved ones, those who have through faith and obedience, giving their life, through baptism, being buried with Christ in baptism, to rise in newness of life, and then God adding them to the church. We see that in verses 38 and 39. Then Peter said, they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do, since we've done this thing to our Lord Jesus Christ? What shall we do? And Peter said, Men and brethren, repent and let every one of you be baptized into the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul, writing to the church at Rome in Romans chapter 6, would say, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul would say, God forbid, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know? That as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. He's talking about immersion in water, being buried with Jesus Christ in baptism. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we are also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, remember, the New Testament church began by being united and joined together in Christ. If we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Do you remember what Paul said to the churches of Galatia? In Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. Therefore, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ In the beginning of the church, this is how people were added to the church. This is how people were united and joined together in Jesus Christ. And this is how we are united and joined together in the church today. And then look at the next thing, verse 42 in Acts chapter 2. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. The Greek meaning there means they were devoted. The New American Standard says they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine. You see, they did not have cultural elements. They did not have worldly strategies. They had devotion to the apostles' doctrine. That word doctrine means teaching. So, not that business structures from the world are bad, but that's not what they relied on. They relied on their devotion to the apostles' teaching they devoted themselves to that teaching and to worship. To the fellowship that is is enjoyed together when we come together as one to worship the one God. The fellowship is that sharing of that common bond. We come together in fellowship, in worship. To worship Almighty God sharing in that common bond that we enjoy by being joined together in Jesus Christ. And then he says they were devoted to the breaking of bread. This breaking of bread seems to be what we have just partaken of together. That communion. We call it the Lord's Supper. That communing together with the Lord in the breaking of bread, in remembering the blood that was shed by taking of the fruit of the vine. And then they were devoted to prayers. These people had come a long way. Later, these people would be persecuted. Later, these people would be put to death. Even their great leaders, the apostles, would be martyred. And the New Testament church began by being devoted to prayer. Paul, writing to the young man Timothy, would say, Pray without ceasing. I wonder if Paul had in mind the way the New Testament church began in that they devoted themselves to prayer. Could we pray more? Sure we could. I could. We pray a lot. But let's be devoted, like the New Testament church, in prayer. Prayer. So they were devoted. They were joined together in Christ and they were devoted in the apostles' teaching. Look at verse 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. The New Testament church began by being united. You know what was interesting that that one commentator had a thought? He said, you know, a lot of these people were likely strangers to each other. And yet, when they came together on the day of Pentecost and the church began, they began to have all things in common. That included their possessions. Verse 45 and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Now, it wasn't that they just immediately went out and sold everything. But the point is that I think we can carry over today is that as the needs arose of the people, they met the needs. If it required selling possessions to get money, they sold possessions. Whatever it required to meet the needs of the church, of those brothers and sisters joined together in Jesus Christ, they met the The needs. And we do a great job of that. But let's always keep that at the forefront of our mind. I'm reminded of what the New Testament says. As you have opportunity, therefore do good to all men, but especially those of the household of faith. And then in verse 46 we'll notice. So, continuing daily with one accord, there's a, a together oneness in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. With one accord, the New American Standard translates that as one mind. One mind. Does that mean we all think alike? No. We've come from different backgrounds. We're at different stages in life. We have different ideas and different opinions. But what it is, is that when we set aside those different opinions and those different ideas, and we come together as one body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The different parts working together. Not for my will, or not for my glory, but for the glory of Thee, one God. And when the New Testament church does that, what happens? Verse 47. As a result of their praising God and having favor, they had favor with all the people. They were together. And it was contagious. So contagious that people out in the community, other people outside of the New Testament church, thought a lot of those people. They favored those people. This breaking the bread seems to be the fellowship meals that they enjoyed together, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. How could they have gladness and simplicity of heart? It was because of unity. It was because of unity in one spirit. Unity in spirit. One Christ. Unity in one Lord. Unity in one God. Unity in one body for one goal. Seeking God. Pleasing God. Worshipping God. Living for God. And as a result, they had favor with the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. If you're here today, I want to ask you probably, yes, the most important question you'll ever be asked. Are you saved? If so, did you follow what we've read here in Scripture not what I say. Not what these elders of our congregation say. But this is how people in the New Testament would join to Jesus Christ. They repented. They said, I'm ready to live a different life. They said, I'm ready to die. And they went down in that watery grave immersion in that watery grave of baptism, to die to their old self so that they could rise in newness of life, being now joined together with Christ and the one body. Have you done that today? It's our prayer that if you haven't, that you allow, like these people did in Acts chapter 2, allow God's Word to prick your hearts. And that you will respond to that moving of God's Word in your mind and in your heart and you will give your life to Jesus by being obedient to the example here in the beginning of the New Testament church and of Scripture. Maybe you are here today and you have a lot of things on your plate. The New Testament church began unified. Unified in Christ. And if there was a need, if it was physical, they tried to meet it. If it was spiritual, what did they do? They devoted themselves to prayer to one God and for one another. Do you need to make changes? Do you need to give your life to Jesus? Do you just simply need the prayers of the church? On your behalf. We stand here ready, willing to help you, to pray with you and pray for you. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation, don't wait another moment, but come forward and let us assist you any way we can. As together we stand and sing.